Okay. And today I want to talk about, well, deal sourcing, uh, packaging property deals, because I see and I get a lot of questions all the time about people saying, I, I find great deals, but they're not always for me. Sometimes I find them in a different area that maybe I'm not investing in. Or sometimes I haven't got the funds or the money to or the resources to be able to do these deals. And a lot of people are like, ah, let these deals pass them by. They don't actually you know, do anything to get stuck in to actually monetize these deals. And they don't particularly always want to be deal sources. Now, if you are a deal sourcer or you want to be a deal sourcer, that's fine. But as property investors, a lot of the time we think it's a big hassle. It's a big pain to be a deal sourcer. And really, I'm not looking at doing that full time because, of course, as with any strategy, when you set yourself up, there is a cost to it. So you do need to make sure that if you are you know, going to be a deal sourcer, that you're a compliant deal sourcer. But really, if you're looking at sort of packaging on deals, there's certain criteria and certain things that you need to be looking at to make sure that you are you know, passing on good leads. At the end of the day, it's our reputation. So we do need to make sure that we're not just throwing any old thing out there uh, and, and letting people fend for themselves because you just end up with a bad reputation if you're not careful in that instance. So some of the fundamental rules, if you like, of packaging deals are, first and foremost, you need to make sure that it is a deal, that it is a good deal, that it's actually worth you know, somebody's time and effort. Whether or not you take a fee for that is neither here nor there. As I say, I'm not getting into that here. But let's just say what I do get sometimes is I get people passing deals my way that are potentially, you know, in my area that I would want to look at. I look at the deals, I weigh up the numbers, and I see whether it's a deal for me. Now, if it's not a deal for me, I quite happily know other investors and will pass that deal on. Now, if they choose to give me a little bit of a kickback, a little bit of money for it. If uh, if they do the deal because I, I help them or a bottle of something nice, then that's great. But I'm a massive believer in what goes around comes around. But of course, if you find that you're getting this more and more and more, then you do need to set yourself up, I say, compliantly and start monetizing this. Start making some money out of it because why not? It's wasted opportunities if not. But you need to make sure that you know your areas and you know your numbers and you know that it's a good deal. It's not just sat on right move. It's almost like an exclusive deal that you can put out there. And of course, I'll talk about that in a minute, how you can lock that so that you've got exclusivity on that deal. And the numbers need to stack. So there's a few other things that you want to be looking at. But first and foremost, it's about getting your due diligence right and making sure that you know the numbers, making sure that you know this is a deal um, for that you can either add value to, that you can get it at such a price, maybe it's below market value, or maybe there's you know there's opportunities to extend the property or build it on the land in the garden or something like that. But you need to know that it is a good deal. So make sure that you run the numbers, you're not flippant with this, and you are sure that it's something worth passing on, okay? Ideally, you want to be working directly with the vendor. So you want to make sure that uh, you, you can call the vendor and speak to them. Of course, we can find certain deals and sometimes they get brought to us by agents, which is great. And that's it's first and foremost. And of course, if you get that, you never want the agent to feel that you're going to cut them out of any deals. You want to be working with them. But if you can speak to the vendor potentially or with the with the agent as well to make up to make sure that you have that no like and trust then that can be really, really good grounds. Because, of course, a decent agent that keeps finding these deals, why? Because it's their job. People bring them these leads, and they will bring them to you. 
is worth its weight in gold. So you don't want to fall out with people or go behind their back unless you really, really have to. But I would say you don't really want to at the end of the day. You want to make sure that it's a good deal, that you're, everybody's winning out of that deal. Um, but you do really want to be speaking directly with the vendor as much as possible if you can get there because things get lost in translation. So you may find a great deal. Potentially, let's just say for argument's sake, the owner doesn't need the money right now. So it's, it could be a purchase lease option, which is where you take on the property now and potentially buy it in three, five years time. OK, but trying to get an agent to, you know, put the spin on that to a vendor is very, very difficult. You're better off doing it yourself, even if it's on a Zoom call or a, um, or, a, 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 you know, a, a meeting on the phone between all of you. Keep them involved. Don't tell them every last detail. Just tell them enough of enough to get the deal over the line, because obviously if you go there and you tell everybody everything, Somebody else might be listening to that thinking, I'll tell you what, that's a good idea. Why don't I just do that myself? So you need to make sure that you structure the deal. Now, I'm not saying lie to anybody because that's not we don't do that. We need to be doing things in the right manner, but we don't always have to tell them everything. OK, so that is very, very important when we're out there and we're looking at, you know, potentially either packaging on these deals to sell or give them to you know a fellow colleague, a fellow investor and stuff like that. So I always like to look and see where value can be added. Can, can we add value anywhere? Is there a seller we can convert? Is there a loft space? Can we, can we extend on the back potentially? Or uh, is it genuinely below market value? Is it run down? You know, can we get an uplift on it? Uh, because as investors, we want to be making money on, on our investments. And of course, if the deal's absolutely stonking and the cash flow's right, but you're going to lock some money into the deal, Hey, there's people out there that are quite happy to park their money in a property that don't necessarily you know, want to be remortgaging it you know, after six months straight away or, or using bridging or anything. They'd be quite happy to put their money into it and get the cash flow coming back. So don't just think that you have to add value or that you have to get it below market value. But those things are like little Brucey bonuses as well, because not everybody does want to keep their money trapped into something. And what normally happens a lot of the time is you've got you're sat on a bit of money as an investor. You want to invest it into something. You then put it somewhere. And then all of a sudden, these better deals come up in front of you. And then you're like fighting for investors yourself and things like that. Then. So if you can if you can try and pull some money out in some way, shape or form, then you know that you're onto a really, really good deal. Now, you also need to make sure that you're presenting all of the information that investors, vendors and everything they need. You know, they need to be able to do the deal. So if you are looking at an investor yourself and you found, you know, you're doing deal sourcing, you need to have the key criterias that the investor A, wants. So what I always say to deal sources and what I did when I've done and packaged a few deals is I go up to the investors and I see what they want. I don't take a deal up to them and say, do you want to buy this deal? Because that's what the amateurs do. What you want to be doing is you want to be going up to investors and saying, what are you looking for? Where do you want to put your money in? Is it flats, apartments? Is it houses? Is it HMOs? Is it commercial? What sort of ROI are you looking for? What sort of investment do you want to put in? What sort of return do you want? You know, are you looking for a cash flow property? Get them to tell you exactly what they want, because I'll tell you what, once you know what it is that they want, you can then go out into the market and you can look for those types of deals, safe in the knowledge that you're not wasting your time. Because if you find that sort of deal, then 
you can take it to the investor. You could say, listen, this hits all your boxes. So happy days. Are we doing a deal? And what I would say as well is throw in a dummy, um, well, a dummy lead, a dummy ad. Put together something that even if it's gone, okay, that is a potential deal that ticks the boxes for the investor. Give it to them and say, oh, we're ready to rock and roll because I've got this deal here, but we have to act really fast or we're going to lose it and see if they can act fast and see what they are likely to do. There's a lot of time wasters out there. So if they will actually react to it and say, push the button, let's do this. What do we need to do next? You might be thinking to yourself, oh, crikey, uh, I haven't actually got a deal here. But you know they're serious. And you can just go back to them and say, listen, my, my bad. I didn't get in there quick enough. Um, but we, I know now that we are ready to rock and roll and I am on it. I will find you the next deal. Just bear with me. Nobody's going to give you a hard time over that whatsoever. But you know they're serious. It's when you take a deal to somebody, uh, it hits all the boxes. It's a super deal. And they let you down. They let you down because all of a sudden it's become real. It was a game before. They were quite happy to play. But now all of a sudden it's become real and they can't react. So just make sure that you don't leave yourself open like that when it comes to dealing with agents. And you're saying to them, I've got an investor ready to go. Let's go, go, go. And the next minute you're coming back saying, oh, no, on second thoughts, they're not interested because it just doesn't look good. You may get away with it a few times, but after that, you're going to start to you know, damage potentially your reputation. Uh, and that's not what we want to be doing. So you have to make sure that a deal is a deal. That's fundamentals there. You have to make sure that the numbers stack. Uh, you have to make sure that, you know, the market rates in the area uh, and everything is in line. So you know that it is either below market value or maybe it is a bit more than a market value. Because, of course, um, estate agents always inflate, inflate the prices to be able to sell these things. So if it is going through an agent, you just need to check these things. Of course, you want to know what your rents are in the area. If you're doing a flip, that's fine. But if you are going to keep it for cash flow, you know, what are your market rents that you could get there? You know, how much cash is required up front if you're getting it with a mortgage and stuff? What do you need deposit wise? Can you do a bit of momentum investing with that? And of course, you just need to know things like the ROI to be able to go back to people to look professional uh, and to sell things in the right manner. And of course, that's what we want to be doing is looking professional and selling things in the right manner. And, and as I say, a lot of these deals could just be deals that are thrown in front of you because somebody else doesn't want them. Now, if you're not in a position to buy them because you're doing something else or maybe you're just starting out, then by packaging these up and being the property professional in your business, you will help build up your credibility. OK, and that's massive. Do you know what? If you start getting a name in your area with investors and things and agents as somebody who follows through in what they say they're going to do, then you will end up in that estate agent's little black book. Do you know what I mean? Investors or people who, who know the investors that are interested will start coming out of the woodwork. Will start coming to you saying, I hear you do great deals. Um, this is what I'm looking for. And you're like, Brilliant, brilliant. Just tell me exactly what you're looking for and we'll continue to keep looking. And that's how you can scale and build a deal source and business very, very quickly and very, very profitably. But you have to set yourself out in the beginning as a professional. And as I say, don't just be one of these people that's out there grabbing all these potential deals that aren't really locked in, aren't really secured. Uh, the numbers are a bit flaky. And one of the things I will find, and I'm not having a go at any deal sources out there or anything like that, but there's so many deal sources out there that have done some training in deal sourcing, but don't know how to stack deals. 
if that makes sense to you. They don't, it's like rent to rent deals. A lot of deal sources send me rent to rent deals. They just don't stack. They're not deals. In my eyes, they're not deals. I have never had a rent to rent deal sent to me by a deal sourcer that I looked at and said, no brainer. I would, I, and I would pay for it. If somebody brought me a deal and I had no legwork and it stacked up, I'd be on it. But the numbers just aren't normally right. Why? Because they don't do that strategy. They're deal sources. They're not rent to rent people. Now you could say you could do both. Of course you can, but you need to know what you're doing. Okay. So if they're looking at purchase lease options or they're looking at below market value, have they done the proper due diligence to know that it is a good deal? And this is likewise, if you're an investor looking to take these on and people are just saying, look at these deals, look at these deals. I always say, and you're going to ask me what I'm looking for first. You know, I might not be interested in HMOs. I might not be interested in, I might be all about commercial units. Don't, don't assume people, you know, want what you want. Find out what they want. And that will set you a cut above the rest. Okay. So a great place to sort of find investors and, and look for uh, potential people to work with, of course, is online, uh, on forums and things like that. You'll also get a lot of time wasters as well. Remember, it is a numbers game. Property is a numbers game, but so is finding investors and things. Attending property networking events is always great. But I say go to those networking events. Your local pin meetings are brilliant for that. Of course, there's always going to be investors and landlords there and people looking for deals. So for a deal sources perspective, you want to be tapping up these people. You want to be making sure that you're connecting with them outside of the networking event. You're finding out what the criterias are and you're seeing if you can find the deals to suit their criterias. OK, but networking events are great. I also, you know, I also say you should attend some 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 business and maybe not property related, but business related uh, networking events as well, because there's a lot of business owners who have potentially got money that uh, isn't really working for them in the background, that they may like to invest in the property world, but they don't really know what they're doing. Of course, if you come in there, you know what you're doing. It's a good investment for them to start building up those relationships. Auction sites, another thing, you've got auction sites, and of course, go in there on the day. Now, don't go in there on the day to buy it, because uh, we never say, you know, buy at an auction in on the day because emotion can get the better of you. I know it certainly would for me. I'd be like, I'm having that. I've spent a couple of grand on the surveys and I'm making sure I win that bad boy. And I pay over the odds because my ego will get the better of me. So don't be like that. But you can be at the auction site. You can watch certain listings and see what happens. And if they don't sell, you can get straight on to the owners and see if you can craft a deal straight away there and then lock it into an agreement that means you've got exclusivity over that agreement, okay? So events, all sorts of different events to get yourself out there um, and get yourself, you know, in front of people. Referrals are another fantastic source. You know, if you are talking to agents, if you are talking to landlords and you are working with investors, then don't be afraid to say, have you got anybody else that potentially you may know that I can help? Uh, as a bit of a referral thing. You could even say, you know, if I do do a deal for them, I'll pay you a little fee for it. But sometimes if you've done an absolutely stonking job for somebody, they'll be quite happy to refer you and things. But sometimes you do have to say. Some people really do need to be pointed in the right direction in the sense of saying, have you got anybody else that might be interested in this? Oh, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, Tom down the road or my business mate or somebody like that, he's got some money and he's been talking about property and seeing what I'm doing, but he doesn't know what to do. Can you refer me to Tom or whatever the guy or girl's name is? Uh, and can I also say that uh, you were the guy or girl that sent me to them? Would that be all right with you? Nobody's going to say no if you've done a good job for them. But when you get the deals and you lock in the price and you make sure, make sure, very important, you make sure it's a win-win 
for everybody or a win, win, win if you're using a letting agent or a state agent as well. So it's a win for the vendor. OK, it's a win for the agent, but it's got to be a win for you as well. OK, or a win, win, win with the investor, of course, as well. But make sure people are getting paid, are getting looked after and build up the reputation of somebody that can follow through in what it is you're trying to achieve. And if it falls down, don't run away from it. Get on the phone or go and see people and talk to them. Don't leave things to fester. OK, property deals can fall through. Um Investors can get cold feet. Vendors can get cold feet. At the end of the day, if it all goes to pot, you still want to be the person, the bigger person to come in and say, you know, that went to pot for whatever reason uh, and talk about it. Talk about it. OK. And be open about it. Uh, and that will also help your credit credibility and will help people warm to you and want to work with you. And of course, when you do find the right agreement, uh, right uh, property deals and things, you want to be locking them into a purchase option. OK, a purchase option basically means that you're going to purchase it uh, and you've got the option, of course, to get out of that if you don't actually ever want to do the deal. So you're not completely locked in watertight that you or somebody, you know, is going to buy it or they're going to sue you. Uh, you've got the option still to do it, but you've locked in what you've agreed with them. And of course, you can lock it in for a month, six months, whatever it is you agree with the uh, vendor. And then, of course, if you already know what your investors want or what even your own criteria is, of course, you'll know that. Um, then, of course, you, you will always have a source of people looking to do these deals. And, it, and this is really, really good and valuable stuff if somebody is just throwing deals your way. Of course, if you are into property and you know deal sources, but potentially maybe where you live isn't the same area as these people that you know, because people do this all up and down the country, you can say to them, listen, if you find if somebody set up as a compliant deal sourcer, and I would double check that. But you could say, if you find anything in my area, I don't mind going out there, having a little look. And if we do a deal, we both both take a fee for it. And I'll, I'll work in this area. You work in that area that can help you grow a property business, a deal sourcing business that can help you also, because maybe fundamentally you're off doing refurbs or HMOs or service accommodation or even doing rent to rent. But this can help. Bring in another little tap of revenue into your bucket, so to speak, uh, and also give you first choice on some fantastic deals. So I hope this is just touched base on, you know, we, we're always looking for deals. We potentially could be packaging deals up. We can potentially be passing deals on, building up the know, like and trust in our brand, in our property businesses and making sure that we do things the right way compliantly. Uh, and making sure that it's a win-win for everybody else. So I hope you've enjoyed this live. I enjoy bringing these little snippets of tips, if you like, to you all. Um, and make sure that, you know, you are getting out there. You are booking onto your local property investors meeting each month. You're going, you're meeting investors. You're meeting people who are getting started and potentially you can get some synergy with. You will never build a sustainable, good property business or any business for that matter, unless you're out there shaking hands with people, giving people business cards, getting in front of them. OK, there's some great online meetings as well, which means that you can tap into different areas, which are always great. But you need to be out there. You need to be meeting people. You need to be shaking hands uh, and you need to be putting yourself in front of them. Nobody can buy off you. Nobody can nobody can do a deal with you no, and nobody can flow to you if they don't know about you. So make sure you're putting yourself out there. Make sure that you're also talking about yourself in this community. 
there's a, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people in this community and you just don't know who may be in your area, who may resonate with you. Don't try and sell to people, but just put in comments or posts that actually help people. OK, because in turn, you'll see after time that help will come back your way. What goes around comes around in life. So I shall leave you on that note. You enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. And I look forward to you joining me at the next live session. Take care and bye for now.